You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. We'll draw, go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on uh, our special Friday guest. Every Friday, Tommy Pickett, RNC Rapid Response Director, joining us. So, Tommy, let's start with our president a few days ago. I, this is egregious, sort of bizarre, strange behavior. We have a few days ago, this mom is testifying in front of a committee. She lost her two sons to fentanyl poisoning. Uh, Georgia Rep. MTG suggested Biden was responsible. And then yesterday, or the day, you know, Biden basically laughed about it. Oh, that was under Trump. <laughs> that was under Trump. How, how just tone deaf can one person possibly be? I mean, it was really outrageous behavior. I think tone deaf is even uh, is like a, it's a polite way of putting it, to be frank, because it was it was really outrageous, and especially from a president who has seen such an uptick in fentanyl smuggling on his watch. This shouldn't be a partisan issue. This should be an American issue, where we're seeing cartels that are smuggling this fentanyl over the border into this country at record rates. Biden's own DEA says it's happening at record rates. And so instead of trying to point the finger and act like this isn't a problem, Biden should be working to solve this problem. But the only mention of fentanyl in that speech that you mentioned that he gave was to laugh about it. I mean, that, that That is how out of touch, tone deaf, whatever the, the word is, it seems like this president is more determined to point fingers than actually solve problems. And again, this mother who lost children to fentanyl, I got the impression, Tommy, she does not care whose administration this happened under. She just wants the problem to stop at the border so no other parent has to go through the grieving process that she's going through. And what does she see on the other side? The President of the United States laughing at her. And she puts out a statement, and it's a long statement, but at one point she says, what is wrong with you? Tommy, that's such a strong, simple line, but I couldn't have said it better myself. What is wrong with Joe Biden? It's it's exactly right. It's the exact right question in terms of looking at this issue. And you're exactly right to point out is who's president doesn't matter except for the fact that it's Biden who has the power right now to do something about it. It's not about whether it happened under Trump, happened under Biden. It's what can we do to stop this problem? What policies are making this problem worse and what policies can we put in place to solve it? And this is why something like securing the border or making sure that gangs can't operate freely in this country to sell this dangerous, these dangerous drugs, that, that should be bipartisan. That should be an American issue. But Joe Biden, again, is more determined to point fingers than actually accepting responsibility for this problem. And a problem that's only getting worse. The problem is getting worse by the day. And that's not trying to be partisan here. That's just a fact. And we need to come together and do something about it. And she and the mom who lost her two sons made a great point. She said... Her sons didn't overdose. They were poisoned. They thought they were taking Percocet, and it was laced with fentanyl. So this isn't a, 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 a some sort of you know a couple of junkies here, meth addicts that thought they were you know getting a cheap high. They were poisoned with fentanyl, and it is just free flowing through the border. One hundred and seven thousand people dying of a drug overdose in a twelve month period, ending August twenty two. Two thirds of those deaths involved fentanyl. It's the number one killer right now of young Americans. Yep. Our overdoses, or as you more accurately put it, poisonings. It underscores how evil these cartels are. We're also talking about cartels that, according to the DEA, 
tried to make what was called rainbow fentanyl, that, that was what it's called by officials, to look more like candy. And it was being smuggled over the border in candy boxes to try to get it into the hands of younger and younger Americans. These are evil, despicable people we're dealing with here that right now are being enriched by this border crisis, are taking advantage of the border crisis to smuggle over drugs. And it's not us at the RNC saying that. It's border officials saying that. You have the, the CBP agent that Biden appointed to lead CBP, uh, excuse me, Border Patrol, not CBP, who's talking about cartels dictating where illegal immigrants cross over the border. So while Border Patrol is occupied in one uh, segment of the border, they can smuggle drugs over in another segment of the border. The Border Patrol has lost operational control of the border right now because of Biden's policies, and it needs to stop because so many Americans are falling victim to this mass poisoning uh, of our communities. Tommy Piggott is our guest. He's the RNC Rapid Response Director. Tommy, here in Indianapolis, Indiana is a red state, but Indianapolis is a very blue city, very dark blue city. And the mayor, who, let's be honest, is responsible, his time has the three highest homicide rates in the history of the city. He's up for re-election this year. This is the same mayor that went missing for two nights of riots, and very few people in the city want to call him out for it, but he's up for election this year. Should people in Indianapolis be encouraged at what they saw from Chicago, where even though it's a very dark blue city, they looked at their incompetent mayor and said, enough is enough. I think ultimately, Americans just want, you know, the old saying of make sure the trash gets picked up and make sure they can walk down the street safely. And that's what people want, especially in these large cities where we're talking about these massive infrastructure, this massive logistics, these massive organizations, these massive municipalities. You can't have someone that's incompetent running them. That's just, you know, not doesn't even matter what party you are, you can't be incompetent. And if you're incompetent running these these massive police departments, these massive logistical operations, these massive municipalities, it's going to lead to disaster. And I think Americans are waking up to that in cities around the country that have been run by Democrats for decades. Even in New York, you have a Democrat mayor there still, but he was running on being harder on crime than Bill de Blasio. You have what happened in Chicago. You happened in Seattle, uh, where you have the, you had the first Republican that was elected as a prosecutor in Seattle uh, in decades. You had Long Island, where that safety message of crime really resonated across Long Island, and Long Island's represented by more Republicans than ever before. So I think in these cities, there is this recognition that we need to enforce the law, and we can't have people in positions of power that refuse to enforce the law, refuse to act run their cities competently. And so I think there is that hope of saying, if this can happen in New York, if it can happen in Chicago, if it can happen in Seattle, it can happen in any city around the country. Well, it happened in San Francisco. They recalled the radical DA. And they they sure as hell tried in L.A. to get rid of Gascon, and they tried in Philly to impeach and get rid of Krasner. So, man, Tommy, you make a great point that, that I think people are starting to wake up in this country. And it's not just Republicans. It's Democrats as well. It's not because it's a question of yes. competency. Right. It's, yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's a question of these cities just need to be run well, and we should enforce the law. I mean, it's, it's crazy that these are actually up for dispute, the idea that you should enforce the law. I mean, it's, 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 it's mind-boggling that there's a segment of the Democratic Party that has decided the law is something just to be discarded. And we've seen the impacts of that. It has failed so dramatically, and so for the entire world to see. And I think people are just tired of it. Tommy, one more thing here before we let you go. Uh, Keeping it in the 
conversation of cities, Washington, D.C., they've now made it law that non-citizens can vote in local elections. Now, we've been talking about this on the air. Keep in mind, there's embassies in Washington, D.C. You have a Russian embassy, a Chinese embassy, people who, let's be honest, hate the United States of America, but they're here working in the embassies. Because of this new passage of a law in Washington, D.C., these people can now vote in local elections. And I'm curious as to your thoughts. I talk about something that, that this is probably the worst idea I can possibly think of. You're right to point out those embassies. It makes no distinction between uh, a member of the Chinese Communist Party that's based in Washington, D.C. versus anyone else. So literally at the D.C. City Council that's saying we want Chinese Communist Party members to vote in our elections if they're living in D.C. at the time. Now, I can't imagine a worse po- policy. I mean, the U.S. elections should be decided by U.S. citizens, period, end of sentence. That, that is, should be a common sense. It used to be a common sense philosophy. But it's not just in D.C. where we're seeing Democrats push this really radical agenda on voting. You're seeing it in areas like Vermont. You're seeing it in other areas around the country. The RNC has taken steps to fight those elements as students, several of those uh, municipalities. Uh, but it's just, once again, showing that the, the Democrats, especially in places like D.C., won't stop to try to undermine our election integrity and, in fact, want non-citizens to vote, in fact, want members of countries like China and Russia to vote in our elections. I can't imagine a worse policy, uh, and I think it's something that the vast majority of the American people oppose. I'm with you. I think the vast majority oppose this, but you know as well as I do, Tommy, a lot of things are copycat. Nobody wants to be first. Well, Washington, D.C.'s first. Do you anticipate other major cities to fall in line and do what Washington did? I do. And actually, we've already seen that in terms of New York also pushing something similar, like I mentioned, Vermont as well, uh, doing something similar. The RNC's taken steps legally in a lot of those areas to try to combat that. Again, it's just to show that you know we're not even having a discussion of you know how many early voting days should there be, what form of ID should be needed. You know, we're not having those types of discussions, which is a much more uh, reasonable realm of debate. We're actually legitimately having a disagreement with the Democrats about whether non-citizens should vote in our elections. Uh, and so I think you are going to be seeing Democrats pushing this more and more. The RNC, the Republican Party, is going to be fighting those efforts every single step of the way because again. U.S. citizens should be the ones that are deciding U.S. elections. And there should be that, that, that. That's it. That's the argument. And that's what should be happening in elections around the country. Tommy Piggott, RNC Rapid Response Director. Tommy, thank you so much. We enjoy your time. And thank you for joining us in Indy. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.